How can the Dallas Stars get Wyatt Johnston going again? We have an update on Jake Ottinger, and here's some interesting words on Niels Lundqvist from head coach Pete DeBoer, and we preview the Montreal Canadiens. That and more coming up next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer, 105 Through the Fan, and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. The Stars return to action after a beatdown on New Year's Eve of the Chicago Blackhawks by the final score of 8-1, to one, taking on the Montreal Canadiens tonight at the American Airlines Center. We will preview them and play shooting stars, so get those picks. I'm two for my last two, so let's go ahead and make it three straight. We have an update on Jake Ottinger. He's farther away from returning than closer, but still he's progressing. And some interesting words from head coach Pete DeBoer on Niels Lundqvist. I have a clip I want to play for y'all. But first, we need to talk about Wyatt Johnston. What is going on? Is he in a sophomore slump? He certainly is. The month of December was one to forget for number 53. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. So I've been kind of throwing this in every once in a while throughout the month of December. And now I figured it was a great time to really dig into it. And it's not an indictment on Wyatt Johnston by any means, because I think his play has been very good. He continues to do the right thing, especially against Chicago. A couple of nights ago, he was hungry on the four check. He was making things happen. It was remarkable that his line didn't register a point because they were also really good in the contest. In an 8-1 win, that's usually going to be the case. It seemed like all four lines were rolling. But I think I've come to the conclusion that they may need to think about breaking up the Dodonov, Ben, and Johnston line. It's been very unproductive this season. At 5-on-5, five five, they've scored just a total of eight goals. And that's third least on the team of the pair of trios that we're seeing consistently night in and night out. Radic Fox's Sam Steele and Craig Smith this season have scored five goals at five on five. Rope's line and Sagan's line have scored 23 goals. <laughs> and that should tell you that it's really not clicking. And this is a really difficult conversation to have too when it seems like the lines are starting to find their groove. The top line's kind of back to dominating. Dutchie's line's been great all year, and we really haven't seen the Johnston line have any sort of sustained success probably since the first month of the season when Johnston was on that uh, tear where he had nine goals in the first 20 games or whatever it was. He's now gone 16 games without a goal, and he had a multi-goal night against Calgary uh, back in November. I think they need to think about breaking up that trio, and that's really difficult. But with the elevated play of Sam Steele lately, I would love to see Steele 
play with Ben and Johnston because that gives that line kind of that gritty guy that can go in and win those battles. And then Johnston and Ben don't have to do it as much, right? Dodonov is more of a puck possession player, a really good facilitator. They don't really kind of have that guy, I feel like, to to go win battles on the forecheck and be the F1 to turn pucks over. And Ben, of course, is that kind of player to some degree, but he doesn't do that on a consistent basis. Of course, he's a veteran guy. I think if you get a, a player like Sam Steele on that trio, I think he could really unlock some potential. And that is a really tough thing for me to say because the fourth line has been humming. And I think it's going to be really hard to put Radic Foxa back in the lineup here tonight. It is against Montreal, so maybe they don't care. But with how great that fourth line was a, a few nights ago, that's going to be a really, really hard thing uh, to break up. But a, a few more numbers that really, really stick out to me. Goals per 60 minutes, and this is for trios that have played at least 100 minutes this season. Ben Johnston and Dodonov rank in the bottom 10 in terms of goals for per 60. That's tied with Foxa, Steele, and Smith at 1.9. Their expected goals percentage, or their goals percentage, excuse me, not expected, but just goals percentage is at 40%. That's also in the bottom 15 in the NHL. They're okay defensively. They're not bad by any means. Uh, they're, they're pretty decent in that area, but we all know that line needs to be productive, and so does Wyatt Johnston. It is so key to have him going, and imagine with this offense that is now ranked second, in the National Hockey League with 3.6 goals per game. You get Wyatt Johnston to go in again, and then you have three lines contributing. Man, you're going to be a very, very tough beat. But uh, Johnston only ended up with five points, and it was all five assists in the month of December. Actually, I believe it was only, let's see, one, two, it was four points in the month of December. So uh, not, not a very good month. Uh, for, for number 53. And again, it's not his place, so to speak, because I mean, he had a dozen chances, like point blank, <laughs> you know, one on one with the netminder. And sometimes he just straight up misses. Sometimes he hits the goalie uh, or he gets robbed. Uh, he, he's getting to the right areas, which of course is a great sign. And I'm not panicking about White Johnston, but there maybe needs to be some uh, needs to be some discussion uh, about trying to switch things up and get him going, finding something that's going to facilitate better outcomes for him because I think clearly that line has been lacking at least in the last month or so. And maybe it's only going to be going if Johnston's going and it's not going right now. So they needs to be there, there needs to be some real conversation. I think putting Steele on that line uh, would be a really nice addition. And again, I know the fourth line has been very good, but it'll be more important to get Johnston going than having a fourth line be very productive because a line with Ben Johnston Dodonov should not have three more five-on-five -five goals uh, than the fourth line. Uh, to some degree, I feel like that's a bit unacceptable. <laughs> that line is too good. And their courtesy percentage, too, is not very good. They just don't play with the puck as much. Uh, 48.5 uh, is their course, and that's in 30 games. Um, and, and they're, of course, one of the three trios that's been consistent, really, uh, since day one. So I think there needs to be uh, a bit of a discussion now of maybe switching up that trio in particular. I think Dodonov on the fourth line is an intriguing factor. You don't lose that offensive punch. 
and you don't lose that shutdown ability. Dodonov's really responsible. He's a good two-way forward. And Foxa, if you have him in, Delandria, Smith, they're all very reliable defensively, and they've been really, really good. Uh, I, I feel like the fourth line is in a great spot where it doesn't really matter who plays to some degree. Guys can be fresh in and out of the lineup. Uh, we've seen Delandria get healthy scratch. Foxa now in the last month has been scratched twice, and I really like that line of Steele Smith and Delandria. They've had some big nights, but more importantly, Wyatt Johnston needs to get going. He's disappeared. He's disappeared. Even though he's playing good and he's in the right areas, he's disappeared on the score sheet, and that's where they need him most. Um, he's very, very key to their success. Look what he did last spring. as really a depth guy as that rookie and uh, he had a wonderful playoff run. So uh, it, it's, it's just very unfortunate that uh, he hasn't been able to uh, get to his game recently. And uh, I think part of it is the, the line uh, Ben hasn't been uh, playing very consistent lately Dodonov as of late has gotten to his game, but he kind of disappeared for a second. Um, I, I think putting Johnston uh, in a, in a situation that's, beneficial for him and will probably lead to more chances and to higher success is something that really, really needs to be thought about. And I'm sure they're exhausting all options. Look, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Pete DeBoer doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, they're <laughs> uh, in the top three of the Central Division and they're winning games with a backup netminder at this point who statistically is not one of the better goaltenders in the National Hockey League. In terms of goal save above expected, he, I think, is in the bottom 15. But at the same time, Wedgwood's been phenomenal. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say he's been terrible either because I have sung his praises for about a month now how phenomenal Wedgwood has been and kind of cleaning up. But Wyatt Johnston, for the stars, needs to start finding his goal-scoring touch once again. Switch it up a bit. That trio hasn't been working. Find something else. I think the fourth line is going to be just as productive and still shut down as they need it to be. Let's get 53 rolling again. It's just a matter of time. Not panicking about it. Sometimes you just run into these stretches, and he's having one right now. No better person he's living with, too. And Joe Pavelski, who just went on almost a career-long <laughs> uh, goalless streak as well. Uh, so... I, I think it's just a matter of time. And when he's getting to the right areas and still getting shots and making things happen, hungry on the forecheck, good things are going to happen for you. Just they, he needs to get one to go. And I think the, the snowball will be rolling. Let's segue into Jake Ottinger and Niels Lundqvist. I got a great clip for y'all uh, from Pete DeBoer on Niels Lundqvist and we have some more updates on Mr. Jake Ottinger, and we will do that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is obsessed with finding you tickets and helping you save on money. Last minute tickets on the Game Time app. We all know how frustrating it can be to buy tickets to your favorite hockey game, your favorite stars game, the Cowboys theater, comedy, whatever, game time can provide it, and they want to make it so easy for you. You can see the view of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to get. Also, the all-in prices show the total up 
front, which is so, so key. We've all been there. Oh, I'm going to get $20 tickets a pop here. Next thing you know, it's like $100. Where did all these extra fees go? <laughs> Game time shows you it up front, so you don't have to worry about that. Buy tickets in two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Get that sports-loving fan in your life some tickets as well to their favorite team's game. There's so many great sports in action recently, too. No better time to be a sports fan. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-D-E-D-O-N. That is Locked On for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So before we jump in to a bit of Jake Ottinger discussion, by the way, Locked On has started the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go over there right now. Hit subscribe. Hit subscribe on Locked On Stars. Put that notification bell on, okay? For all you everydayers out there who have not, go ahead and do it so you never miss an episode of Locked on Stars. But as I mentioned, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All the top sports stories with local experts on our national shows covering every league. So phenomenal. So go over there and check it out. So people uh, DeBoer did give an update on Jake Ottinger recently. And he mentioned that he is skating and progressing. But he's farther away then closer. The Stars also loaned Matt Murray back down to the AHL, and that was only to save some cap space because, of course, Matt Murray's been called up on the emergency uh, cap situation thing, so they loaned him back down, saves him a couple bucks. I'm sure he will be brought up here uh, for tonight's game against Montreal, or it could be Remy Poirier, whoever it's going to be. Uh, they're going to have a backup at some point, so that's what happening. Uh, that's what's happening here recently, but if if I had to say, I they're going to be very cautious about this, and I've been on board too, plus the Stars are winning, and they have this stretch now where they're not playing very good teams. Yes, it's Central Division, but they can handle some of these squads. They, they may be really lucky. They got Minnesota a couple of times here in the next week. Kaprizov looks like he's going to be out for that. Philip Gustafson looks like he's going to be out for that as well. Their goalie just got hurt too. So if if you can continue to just churn out points, there's no reason to rush Ottinger back. And he doesn't seem that he's very close. I think it's going to be about a month. This is very similar to the Wedgwood injury last season where, oh, it's going to be about two weeks. And then two weeks came around. Okay, he's nowhere to be found. And it ended up being a little bit over a month. I think it's going to be about the same. So, of course, you went down on the 15th of December. I think the earliest, if I had to speculate, you could see him as the 16th of this month when the Stars play L.A. at home. That feels like kind of a benchmark for maybe the earliest possible we could see Ottinger. And if, if they continue to win, I think they're going to be very, very comfortable with having auto rehab, making sure he's back to fully 100%. And I'm on board with that too. Look, no worries. Uh, whatever they need to do and whatever he feels his most comfortable with and where his mentality is at 100% where he's not thinking about it, right? I think that's part of it is where he's not worried about, oh, if I you know kind of go post to post here, Am I going to re-aggravate it where he's mentally able to get back into the pipes and compete at a very high level? And with what Wedgwood is doing, they need to get him some rest. I mentioned this here last week. It's very important to find some time to get Wedgwood uh, some rest. You got some very beatable opponents. You shouldn't need the goaltending to be spectacular. 
I think it would be awesome to get Wedgwood a few nights off here in the next week or so. So that is an update there on Jake Ottinger. Let's move on to Niels Lundqvist, who, of course, played in two consecutive games for the first time. And, man, I don't know how long, probably towards the end of November <laughs> since he's been healthy, scratched a lot. But, of course, he played against Chicago. I don't necessarily see that as continuing to happen here. But they're playing Montreal again, bottom five team in the league. I think they may be comfortable with playing Lundqvist. This is a good time to get him in. And that kind of felt like the vibe with playing him against Chicago. So I want to roll off this clip first and then give uh, a few more thoughts on it as well from Pete DeBoer. Uh, Mike Heike asked a question, of course, and uh, this is from DallasStars.com. And Pete DeBoer uh, answered a question uh, about Niels Lundqvist kind of managing an asset and possibly the development like where the NHL is not a development league uh, and but also trying to manage an asset and I thought Pete DeBoer had a, a great response my priority is to manage 20 guys and to make sure we get in a playoff spot and and as high a playoff seating as we can get that that's my number one priority so you know the managing assets is a is something that uh, you know other departments worry about more than I do and I think there's there's time and places for that I think you know the first 20 25 games of the year training camps things like that but you know you start getting to this time of year there's a lot at stake you you've got to try and win every night the margins are small and uh, things can turn quickly you lose four or five in a row and all of a sudden uh, you know the, you're right in back in the middle of the pack so I, I really like that answer from from Pete DeBoer. And, and it also tells a lot, right? Where, uh, of course, I think there's two key things to his, his answer, right? His top priority is getting the top playoffs spot, right? And getting home ice advantage. And really, the, the stars are in the same realm, right? They just don't have time to wait for guys to find their game. It's very unfortunate and I, I like how we did discuss too. I think the other really key thing was there, well, you know, training camp and managing him and the first 20 games is somewhere where you can look at that. And right, that's kind of what we saw in the first 20 games. Look, he, he came out, I think he played the first 26 straight before we got his first healthy scratch. I could be wrong, but it was around that 25 game mark where he, he pretty much played uh, the first about third of the season. And now it's been kind of a consistent He's up in the press box watching hockey at this point. And I think they gave him a chance to continue to improve, and they didn't really see that. And uh, I've spoken on that uh, earlier this season about he hasn't been terrible. The eye test is okay, but he hasn't really made that jump that Harley made. And you don't have the luxury of moving Lundqvist down to the AHL due to contract reasons like you did with Harley. He got another full season to develop in the American Hockey League. And then he comes in and now he's lighting the world on fire and has nine goals on the season. (laughs) And he's uh, tied for the most uh, in the National Hockey League in terms of uh, defensemen this season. You just don't have that luxury. And the Stars also don't have time to wait for him to find his game. Of course, it would be awesome if he does and he will be a very valuable asset moving forward because he is a right shot defenseman. I thought that was going to be uh, a real key thing coming into the year, right? Well, the Stars are light on right shot defensemen. Well, they kind of have some 
uh, in-house solutions with Lundquist. That was one of them that you're hoping was really going to pan out. Uh, and even if you think he doesn't deserve to be scratched uh, every game, the coaching staff doesn't trust him. He rarely plays in tight games in the sample size we have this season uh, and very tight games late. Uh, about the eight-minute mark, you kind of see no more five. And of course, Miro's going to take up a chunk of that time and and uh, Suter is too, along with Harley now. But Lundquist was straight bench practically. And, uh, you know, I thought he played really well over the weekend. He ended up with three points uh, against Chicago. To, to me, I think they thought, well, it's not a very good team. A great chance to get him in against a very young and fast team that's not very physical. Lundquist can play that style. And I think Lundquist has taken a step this season in terms of his body control and being a bit stronger on the puck. Um, he's still making some curious decisions sometimes with some turnovers uh, and, and mishaps there. But look, I understand Suter makes the same problems and sometimes they turn a blind eye to that. But I, I understand you might hate it. Suter has a, almost three decades worth of time in, in, the, in the National Hockey League. And that's just uh, that's just kind of the, the way it goes. And uh, coaches are always going to lean towards a, a veteran. And Lundquist is just not going to get that rope. His leash is, is going to be a lot tighter. And um, so I thought that was uh, a, a very, a very intriguing clip and kind of the mindset of Pete DeBoer where they just can't wait right now. They need to win games and get the best possible playoff spot. That's his top priority. And, you know, for the first 20 games or so, he may have had some leeway to kind of do that and, and get him going. But uh, at this point, you don't because he's right. Four or five game stretches, man. Uh, you lose three. Next thing you know, you feel like you got to Mount Everest to climb uh, to get back up there. So I uh, really love that answer and uh, wanted to show it. Okay, let's go ahead preview this Montreal Canadiens team and play shooting Star Wars 2 for our last two. Let's make it three in a row. Get those picks in as well. I'll tell you about the Canadians in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by Fan Duel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. The NFL season is coming to an end. The Cowboys have a chance with a win against the Washington Commanders to win the NFC East because the Philadelphia Eagles are choking, okay? And it's no better sight to our very sore eyes with the Dallas Cowboys. They have a chance to win. Go ahead, play some live same-game parlays. You can find bets, explore the new tabs, make a parlay with those Dallas Cowboys. It's the best way to make some money on FanDuel. And as I mentioned, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Once again, go to Locked On, the first ever streaming, 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe the top sports stories with our local national shows. Great stuff over there. They started it. It's been killing it. So please go show them some love. Show me some love on the Twitter, the Joey Jet 19. You can follow me there, throwing out all my opinions, all my observations, sometimes just letting things come through my 
mouth onto my fingertips. Don't know where I'm going with that. Anyways, these Montreal Canadiens have lost three in a row playing their first game of the new year. Um, I guess along with the uh, Dallas Stars as well. Uh, but these Canadians, man, uh, it's been rough. <laughs> 15, 16, and 5 this season. Uh, one of the bottom five teams in the uh, NHL, as they've said. Dealing with some injuries, but uh, they've been, got some really shoddy goaltending this season. And they're not scoring as much, too. I mean, the Stars can take advantage of this team. Uh, no doubt. They have one of the worst PKs. Uh, in the National Hockey League, only 72%. Uh, their power plays okay. It's a bit uh, below league average, but the Stars' power play can have a night if they get going once again, especially how they did against Chicago. With that amount of energy and pace they were playing with, they can draw a ton of penalties. They've scored now in back-to-back games with a power play goal, which is a good sign. It's slowly kind of coming out of the crater that they were in, so uh, really can take advantage of this uh, very poor Montreal Canadiens um, uh, PK. Uh, they've given up over three goals per game, two points, uh, or they're scoring 2.75 goals per game, uh, which is in the bottom 10 of the league. They're just outside of the top 10 in goals against 3.39. And of course, the Stars are just lighting everybody on fire recently. So uh, they, they can really get after this Canadiens team. They should not have uh, a big issue. And I think we could certainly see a performance like we saw against Chicago where, I mean, for 60 minutes, they had them all out of sorts uh, and they can really make some good things happen. They played some really, really good games against Montreal, I feel like, uh, recently too. Pav had a hat trick up in uh, at the Bell Center uh, last season. And uh, they're netminders. They've been kind of going through this three-goalie carousel uh, this season, which is uh, very interesting. So they have uh, Jake Allen, and they have a couple of guys that are intriguing to uh, some other teams. But Jake Allen, uh, they have Montembeau and Caden Primo. They all have uh, you know a few starts. Primo with eight, Montembeau 27, and Allen with 33. Allen's kind of, I guess, taken over. But they all have not very good numbers <laughs> uh, as a team. A 902 save percentage and a 3.18 goals against average. So they're, they're going to three guys, but haven't been getting much success with either of them. So we'll, we'll see who they go to uh, here tonight. I uh, don't really have a, a great guess. I would think maybe Jake Allen, who's played against Montreal, or excuse me, has played uh, against the Stars in his career. But uh, sometimes it's nice to throw a guy out there that uh, an opponent has never seen. Uh, and we'll see. They're all led by Nick Suzuki. 32 points in 36 game. Cole Caulfield, of course. One of the high draft picks from a few seasons ago and had a season-ending injury last uh, year. He's got 10 goals uh, and 30 games this season. They've been uh, very busy, uh, but just not quite playing to the level. And uh, and they're, they're kind of stuck in that situation where they're just waiting to make that big jump. Unfortunately, when they went to that Stanley Cup a, a few seasons ago, it probably put them back <laughs> a few years, which is... Uh, Really unfortunate, but uh, the uh, number one pick from a few seasons ago too, Slavkovsky, not having a great year. 13 points in 36 games. That hasn't been looking very pretty uh, of a pick, and uh, they're just kind of all going backwards. But of course, they got some good uh, some good uh, uh, veterans on the team. Uh, Brendan Gallagher, uh, Dvorak is another one. Uh, they have some, you know, Jakai on the back end. Wi-Fi is his nickname. 
uh, that is big. Um, and of course, they have some guys, uh, like every team does. But I, I think the Stars should have no problem here tonight taking down the Canadians. And hopefully, uh, it's a good, good contest at the AAC. Okay, shooting star. Who is your shooting star for tonight's contest? Man, we've had some great performances. Uh, and yeah, I haven't been right on with my picks, but the last two picks I made, they scored goals. Jamie Benn uh, and Jason Robertson. So, uh, of course, Rope was the, the player the player of the game, along with Marchment, back-to-back games with a hat-trick. So maybe someone has a hat-trick in them tonight. Um, My shooting star. I'm going with it, Thomas Harley. Man, he's had some good looks. I like Thomas Harley to get his 10th goal of the season. Let 55 have a night. Harley, my shooting star tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Please let me know your shooting star pick in the comments below. All righty. What a Tuesday it has been. 2024 has been off to a hot start. The first game of the new year, the Montreal Canadiens versus the Dallas Stars. Of course, I'll have a live reaction for you after. We'll break it down tomorrow. Be sure to check out yesterday's episode as well, where I completely broke down the blowout that uh, the Stars had against the Blackhawks on New Year's Eve. That was a lot of fun shutting down Connor Bedard. See if they can shut down Cole Caulfield and the Canadians tonight. Be sure to subscribe. Thank you to all you everydayers out there. And for everybody that makes this podcast a first listen, 2024 is going to be amazing. And the Stars are going to the moon. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see you tomorrow for some more Stars talk. So long, Stars fans.